right. So welcome to another edition of the No Stingy Energy Podcast, where we talk everything from entrepreneurship, business, health, wealth, relationships, all of the things. My name is Byron, real estate investor out of Houston, Texas, primarily focused on the wholesale space, do a little bit of creative finance, new construction, fix and flip, pretty much all things real estate, new to the build to rent space and excited about it. But today we have a special guest that I'm excited to hear about because, you know, I actually am from the, you know, the health profession. You know, so I got my degree in nursing as well. Um, And I got a fellow health professional (laughs) in the building. So I definitely want to hear more about this journey and how you were able to parlay that into other forms of entrepreneurship by way of brand. So with that being said, Amber, can you please introduce yourself to the people? Thank you, Byron. It's so good to be here. Thank you for the invite. No doubt. Yes, I'm Amber Nyanwu, family nurse practitioner. I've been in nursing for about 10 years now, almost, which time is flying by. Yes, yes. (laughs) And I've been in the content creation space, actually, for almost 10 years as well. Wow. I've been in it for a little bit. (laughs) Wow. So content creation, what made you want to go into that? So it's actually funny. Um, I started content creation with my sister in 2011. Okay. We were single in the city, living <laughs> together, and we had both cut all of our hair off and went natural. We did our big chop. So oh, we cut wow. all of our relaxed hair off and yeah. we went natural. So, you know, we we were into YouTube at the time, you know, as consumers watching it, and we were like, hey, let's just document our journey, our natural hair journey. Yeah. Sitting on our couch, you know. Yeah. So we started doing a lot of natural hair videos. So we did that from about 2011 to, I would say, about like 2015-ish. Okay. And within that time, it just like skyrocketed. We skyrocketed on, on YouTube only yeah. because Instagram wasn't really popping like that at that time. Yeah. Um. So we did that for a few years. It okay. was so much fun. And then my sister got married, moved out. I went to nursing school. Mm. And we parted our ways as far as content creation although personally we're still close gotcha so that's when my my spinoff brand unearth amber was birthed um you know a, a few years after we had our sister brand got oh so y'all had a brand together we did it was called naturally gg i still have some naturally gg og <laughs> fans out there so i appreciate y'all for sticking sticking with me <laughs> naturally gg so yep. what was the, so it was all about natural hair because i remember natural hair was like big like mm-hmm. t- where is it at now like is it still i think it's still there um i don't think natural hair that natural hair movement was a fad but i do feel like it had its like pop gotcha. around that time of you know of it being popularized people going natural i feel like it was a lot of buzz around it at what that made what made you choose to go natural because i remember that was like a big it was kind of controversial it, it was what made yeah. you say this is the lane i'm gonna go in yeah you know i was just tired of my relaxed hair honestly my hair never got past a certain length gotcha and also for health reasons with you know chemicals in the relaxer mm. i just wanted a more natural lifestyle and i'm into wellness which i'll talk about later yeah so just you know kind of going natural in, in all areas that's that includes what i eat what i drink what i put on my body on mm. my skin and that includes relaxer so i just wanted a more natural lifestyle so and I love the look of natural hair. So it was, I guess, a lot of reasons why gotcha. I went natural. So what, was it any influences that, that drew you into that space? Or you just kind of 
you know, it, it was good doing it with my sister. Gotcha. So we both influence and encourage each so other. She, so she was your influence. She was my influence. Gotcha. Yeah. Is she older? She is. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you was already into the the you know content creation space. What made you say this is something that I feel like I can do? Or was it just you tried something and it worked? You know, we tried it and like I said, it popped. Gotcha. And I like tech too. I like editing. I like media. Oh, okay. Um, and so it's just like kind of all my creative passions just came together. And okay. content creation is just something that I've been sticking with because I actually enjoy it. So what that got to do with nursing? How you I end know, up in this exactly. <laughs> you know, so as I said, that's like, dirty. That's that's know, not content at all. That's it's not, not cr- it's not, but I feel like wellness and natural hair kind of go together. Gotcha. Um, I feel like a lot of my audience that that is natural, they do want a more natural lifestyle and they mm. want to live a well um a lifestyle that is well. So okay. I feel like that you know those those niches kind of blend together. Okay. Um but when I started my spin-off brand of Unearthed Amber, that's when I talked more about nursing, my nursing journey. And mm. then and then the health and wellness video started. So you know, I've evolved from natural hair to nursing to wellness to wellness lifestyle. So, and you took the people with you and the I whole took the time. People with me, yes. So, nursing. Let's talk nursing. Uh, what kind of nurse did you initially become? So, I was a registered nurse. Okay. Um, I started on the medical floor, Ooh. so I had five, six patients. Ooh. Yeah, nitty gritty. <laughs> you already know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I see the face. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. Okay, how long did that last? So I was bedside nursing for about three and a half years. Did you quit so that quick? I did. Yeah, <laughs> I was out I got of my year of experience, yeah, yeah. and then I was like, you know, let me go get my advanced degree. And I knew I wanted to be a nurse practitioner for a while. Actually, did you hate even it before? I th- honestly didn't hate the bedside though. Unpopular opinion. You you, you like five? I didn't six like pay- it, but I didn't hate it either. Gotcha, gotcha. There's so- pros and cons. In my opinion. Okay, so, okay, so let's talk the cons. I want to okay. hear these cons. Yeah, the cons, obviously. Because five or six patients, look, man, I'm quitting. That's, I ain't going to lie That's a con, five okay. or six patients, right. and they were heavy patients. Ooh. You know, like total assists. They yeah. were really sick, lots of medications. So just the workload, it was very task-oriented. It was just mentally and physically exhausting. Absolutely. But I did love the three-day-a-week schedule. Yep. You yep, know, yep, that was yep. probably the biggest the biggest benefit for me was that schedule. And, like, mm. having four days off, and you don't have to take no off, you know, no PTO. So exactly. I do miss that. Even though we did used to see a lot of them, you know, a lot of them folk in there getting it in six days a week. Oh, no. No, I wasn't doing that. that. Did, you wasn't that, you wasn't that. <laughs> no, I was doing my three days. I took them no overtime. Yep, no overtime. So, okay, so three years, and you got out of there quick. Yeah. So it wasn't mm-hmm. nothing that you felt like was for you. In Honestly. regards to, like, nursing, yeah, I guess, as like an RN. Side. Probably not. Probably not long not. term. Gotcha. It was cool in the short term. Cool you know, in the short term. But I always knew I, w- I wanted to be a nurse practitioner. I wanted to call the shots. I wanted to have more of a um, creative way of helping people. Okay, okay, gotcha. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No bedside. No bedside, <laughs> no. <laughs> and no shade to the bedside, yeah, 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 you know. Yeah, 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 it's yeah. just for me, long yeah. term. Absolutely. I wanted to be a nurse practitioner for okay. many reasons. That, that's fair, that's yeah. fair, you know. I was waiting on that shade, though. I ain't gonna lie to Aww. you. Nah. <laughs> so nah. I actually didn't know that you you got your degree in nursing. I knew you were in healthcare. Nah, I got my degree in nursing. So I, I worked in ICU. Oh wow. Yeah. Okay. 
Um, and then I went on into administration. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I went to administration. That was the bulk of my, yeah, my, career. yeah. Okay. So, so I went, so I went from bedside. I mean, ICU to travel, and oh, then okay. to administration. Okay, that's what's yeah, up. That's yeah. dope. You know, how was administration? It was better than bedside. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think a lot of things are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a whole lot better yeah. than that. But I would say this though, I. I'm not anti-bedside either because, honestly, mm -hmm. when I was traveling, I was making, yeah, the bag was different. For sure. You understand Absolutely. what I'm saying? And that's something I wish I would have done. I've never traveled nursing. You never I never traveled. did travel nursing. Wow. If I could change one thing, it would be to travel, do travel nursing. Because I'm going to keep it real. You got travel nurses that's probably making more than some doctors. Absolutely. Easily. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. uh, and a lot of people don't know that. Mm -hmm. So, but you, okay, so you actually made money in the content space. Yes. How much money? <laughs> no, it's, that's cool. That's valid. That's a valid yeah, yeah, question. Yeah. So I had, so throughout the years I've taken, um, so most of my stream of income from content creation is through brand collaborations. Okay. So currently that's where the bulk of my money comes from. And then some like affiliate linking products, you know. So when digital, you say brand collaboration, products, for some people who don't know what that is. Okay. What is brand collaboration? So that's when I collaborate with a brand for a campaign. So okay. the brand, I've collaborated with so many different brands, well-known brands. So typically they'll email me. Okay. And then they'll say, hey, we have this campaign at this time frame. Are you available? What's your rates? And then we correspond through email. We come to an agreement. I sign a contract with every with Single every sponsorship. Brand. It's a, You sign a contract. Yeah. Make, make sure it's, yeah. it's in writing. Um, and then from there, I execute the content, and then that's how I get paid. Gotcha. So tell me this, because I've heard a lot of things about contracts mm -hmm. in that brand space and about how they can still use your content in different ways if they want to. How are you reviewing those contracts to make yeah. sure you ain't getting in no goofy Yeah, for sure. I mean, if you don't know, I would recommend that you hire some help a lawyer or someone to help you read over the contract because did it's you? still um I did. I actually okay. did my brother in law, thankfully, okay, is okay. a lawyer. So he looked over some things for me in the beginning until I got used to the legal jargon and lingo and all that stuff. Mm. And I knew what to look out for. I know what things mean like white listings, like uh, dark posts and like things like that. What that, is that? So whitelisting basically means that the brand can boost your posts without basically without you knowing they can use your they can use your content in pay in a paid gotcha so basically way. using you as an ad exactly using you your likeness and your content in an ad and see that's the one they were saying that you got to watch out for yep. because they can literally take your content and create okay so tell yep. me this so the, so that's the white labeling white listing white listing yes then you got blacklisting what is that I typically hear about whitelisting more than blacklisting. I don't really okay. hear that term as often. Okay. So yeah, typically it's like whitelisting, and then you have your organic and your paid, um, your paid and organic posts. It's just it's so much. It's honestly. a lot. It's a lot, and you really have to read the fine print because you could definitely, you know, shortchange yourself if Absolutely. you're not careful. Yeah. So and so. You've learned all of these different things in the process of. So when you first start getting brands, 
how did that process? Did you reach out to him? So I did not. I was actually fortunate <laughs> enough to have brands reach out to me. But if you want to pitch to brands, you can. I know some content creators do they that, do. and it's a way to do it. But um, typically, they'll email me, and then that's how we get the ball rolling. And so once you got emailed, did it? Did you start getting like so? Okay, so you get an email. Mm-hmm. Did you? Once you start noticing, wait a minute, I can really run up a bag here. Did you start reaching out then, or you just? I reached out a little bit, but honestly, I didn't have much success reaching out. So it just wasn't, it just didn't work for me. I don't know. Uh, Yeah, yeah. I wasn't getting much response back. So I just stopped and, you know, I just kept getting people come to me. But there's also different platforms that you can sign up for that's Mm. like, um, it's a network, like an influencer network. Like which one? Um, Aspire IQ is one. Aspire IQ is one that I actually um, got a few deals with early on. So basically, you create a platform, and uh-huh. then you know it's I don't know however many thousands of creators on the platform. And then the brands go to the platform, and then gotcha. they can kind of choose based on demographics and you know the type Look, of person they're, they're looking for. So tell me this: so let's say if you go to one of these places, do they have to get a cut because you went to them? <sighs> they do. They do. They don't they really want... say it, but yeah, yeah, but they, but they do. get their little cut. Absolutely, gotcha. yeah. So let's let's talk let's talk money. So you talking about these white listings, these black listings, these mm-hmm. all of the listings. So what kind of like money would you say? What's the most you've gotten from like a brand deal? Yeah, on the white listing joint. Yeah, so I would say my most lucrative brand deal was this year. Actually, I just wrapped it up. Um, it was. Um, with the food, a food brand. Oh, it was actually, nice. it wasn't even a brand. It was an actual food item. Oh, that's on my Instagram. So if you check on my Instagram, you probably know what I'm talking about. I'm going to look in the day. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but um, it was for four videos, and I typically like longer type of contracts uh-huh. because you get more money. And absolutely, it's, it's easier to work with the same people. On mm. the, you know, uh, for multiple pieces of content. So yeah. that was upwards of like tens, multiple tens of thousands multiple of dollars. Like, yeah, like like thirty of them. Or? Yeah, about 30, but around, the around there, around yeah, there. for four videos. Yeah, so that was... That's <laughs> <laughs> <to> the camera. <laughs> yo, yo, yeah. 30 bands. And so, yeah. and this is just kind of like a case-by-case case situation. It is. Not every brand deal is going to be that lucrative. Not everyone has budget, but, you know, you determine your value. You have to ask for what you want because a lot of the times these brands have it, and they'll try to get you at the lowest yeah. rate possible. You know, like employers. You Absolutely. just got to negotiate. And so on that negotiating side, are you hitting them with the, uh, I don't know if that 30 is good enough, even though on the inside you're like, damn, that 30, yeah. I can really Absolutely. do something with. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> they'll come to me and be like, okay, that's what's up. But, yeah, that's, but the, that's the first offer. You never go with the first offer. So you got to go, just kind of keep, keep negotiating. Mm-hmm. So you are building content. Never thought you was going to ever make any money from it, right? Mm-mm. That's not why I went into it. So this whole time, you just like, I'm just creating content just to create content? Yeah. I mean, like I said, I started with my natural hair journey. Mm-hmm. And then we kind of snowballed from there. And I just like doing it. You know, I like creating content. I like that Did space. y'all make money from the natural hair? We did a little bit. We did, like, from YouTube AdSense. We made mm. a little bit of money through that, a few brand deals, but it wasn't near the amount that I'm making now. Because gotcha. it wasn't a thing. Like, influencing wasn't a thing in 2011, 12, 13. So. Wow. This is yeah. dope. Yeah. So let's talk Let's talk early. Let's talk early. So mm-hmm. where, where are you 
Oh, so you're originally from Houston? Yes, born and raised. Got, and your parents from here too? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So mm-hmm. you, okay. So I, because, okay. So I know your husband, he's from Nigeria, right? That's correct. Gotcha. Yeah. But you're from America. Mm-hmm. So how did that dynamic, how did that dynamic work, you know, mixing culture? Like, how, how did that whole... Yeah, so my husband has been here since he was six. So he's pretty okay, Americanized, gotcha, gotcha. you know. He gotcha. he's considers himself yeah, a Houstonian yeah. as well, although he's Nigerian. So I would say it was a very beautiful blend. Like he has an amazing family. Um, a lot of his family does live in um, America, and some are still mm. in Nigeria too. But I'm very open to culture. I love culture. I love ni- the Nigerian culture specifically. Yeah. Um, I love Afrobeats. I love the fabrics. The I love right I love now. it all. Yeah, 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 yeah. The whole <laughs> so deal. So it was a great blend. Like honestly, I have nothing negative to say or you know any no adversity it was just very smooth very smooth, very smooth. yeah That's it just dope. worked yeah so okay so your family second generation Houstonian right mm-hmm. and so what is it like growing up for you like what what was that growing up family you know, it was that. great i'm very blessed to have had a really good upbringing both of my parents were together they still are married for 30 34 35 30, years wow around there yes 35 years yes. that's different it is you that's don't hear different. that much anymore you know yeah. my parents were married for like about 35 years then they divorced crazy yeah. as that sounds yeah right um it's funny i wish they would figure that out but whatever that's yeah. a whole nother topic. I know, I know. I hear about that. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, growing up, you had only one sister? I have two sisters, actually. Okay. Yeah, I have two sisters, but I grew up in the house with one sister, and that's the sister that we... Content created. That, yeah, that gotcha. we did The together. twinsies. Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> People think we're twins, but we're not. We're sisters. Okay, yeah. so um, why, why the other sister, you're not really that close with her? So, I am close to her, but she's... Uh, significantly older than me. Mm, so um, big age gap. A big age gap. She so, didn't grow up in the same house as us. Although she did we're it like still a mom, kind of like yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> I love her to death, but yeah, yeah, I'm. I grew up in the same house with my with Carissa. Mm. So yeah, we're we're close. We're real tight. So which side of town did y'all grow up on? Like what's north side. Oh okay. The north so side. So we're North Shore, like Klein Forest. I <laughs> Klein, like it's kind of near Cypress, Champions gotcha. area. Gotcha, like yeah. suburb. Kinda. It was definitely a suburban upbringing. Um, it was like the the classic like nineties wholesome, yeah. you know, it, childhood. It, it was just great. Like I love, I love nostalgia. I love yeah, <laughs> kind of going yeah, back to that yeah, time because it back. was it was a great upbringing. Yeah. So. so was you a part of the outside? Grew up playing outside kids? Are you? Oh yeah. Okay. I you loved outside. outside. <laughs> I loved outside. <laughs> They couldn't bring me inside. They're yeah. like, you want to come inside? You want to like go shopping? I was more of a tomboy. Like I love sports, All of the running, so racing you, the boys. You play? Uh, I was a gymnast. I was a, comp- a competitive gymnast. Oh, okay. For about four years, okay. and then I did ice skating. Then I did cheerleading for four years. I did track. Oh, I was on the dance in team at U of H. So I've always kind of been active in the all stuff. My life. What mm-hmm. do you think about nowadays that kids are not growing up outside? They're really growing up in their phones. What's your thoughts on that? Do you see, uh, tell me this, what's your thoughts on that first? Mm -hmm. And then I want to know when y'all choose to have children, what, Mm -hmm. what, what do you feel like that's going to be for, you know, for your children? 
That's a great question. And I was actually just having this conversation with my husband. It's like, dang, it's so hot. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand why these kids don't want to play. This, yeah. this is a whole different sun than we were growing up in. But <laughs> At least it feel like it. It feel like it, definitely. Yeah. But, you know, that's it's definitely something that is turning to turning into a problem because they're not getting that physical activity. Yeah. Their minds are just being overstimulated. Information overload from yes. TikTok. I actually currently work in a school, so mm. I see that. I see the mental health effects of too much screen time and social media on the kids, and it's typically not great. Yeah. Um. And to answer the second part of your question, I don't think technology, I don't think we should fear it, but I do think we should modify and minimize it and mm. kind of use it to our advantage. So, so when we do have kids, I will allow like tablets and I don't think we'll do so. I don't think I'll allow social media, okay. you know, for until a certain age. But um, just to make sure you limit screen time um, and that the type of the type of content that the child is watching mm-hmm. is benefiting them in some type of way. So I think that's our approach we're going to take when we have. Kids. That's dope. You know, a lot of parents they be like they 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 start out thinking they're going to do that, then they get tired and they just be like, yeah. you know what? Just, I mean, I get it. <laughs> it's a lot. Just, I get just, it. just watch whatever the hell you want to watch. Right. You know? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> just as long as you sitting over there. Right. You know? As long as you're not like tearing up, tearing the house up. <laughs> oh my god. I get that. That yeah. is funny. So you went to the health and wellness space in on your social media. Mm-hmm. And when I, I did some research and I looked back, and you're really consistent in that space. Mm-hmm. So, okay, because I believe that people who are have the ability to be consistent, that's a skill within itself. Absolutely. And when you look at your brand, it is very consistent. Was that like a something you learned from like mentorship where did you learn to be like yeah i'm gonna do something about health and wellness every single day right yeah i and mean when you get tired you don't get you ain't got tired of it anymore. so here's the thing there's technique so i don't i don't be sitting in front of a camera every day because okay. that's just way too much i work full time <laughs> okay. and i'm a wife <laughs> okay so what i do is i batch shoot so okay. i'll take one day out the week typically it's a sunday okay i'll create probably about four videos who taught you this <sighs> You know, I just think throughout the years, trial and error, honestly, I've never had like a professional mentor. I never had a social media mentor. I just. It's like, this makes sense. You know, it makes sense. Yeah. I just do what makes sense, you know, and starting out on YouTube, we were very consistent doing that as well. Mm -hmm. And that paid off, you Mm. know, consistency pays off in with every platform. Mm. So I know that that's like a number one thing for me. So for you, it was more of a, I know that if I stay in this lane and if I'm consistent, I'll grow. Absolutely. it's It takes consistency. It also takes providing value to mm. your audience, Absolutely. whatever that value, value is. Yeah, so for yeah. me, I think the value obviously is wellness and health tips. Okay. Um, but the value can also be rela- relatability as mm. well. There's different types of value that you can bring, but I just think it takes value and consistency. And I think that is the formula to growth on social media. Got you. And so your goal was to grow and your lane just happened to be your lane. Cause you, yeah, I mean, I, I really try to focus on impact over numbers mm. and, you know, likes and followers and things like that. So what are your DMS like, you know, being that you're in the space that you're in, like what, what them DMS like? 
Yeah, so a lot of it is like health advice, and you know, I try to tell them nicely. You know, I'm not here for for medical advice. Yeah, yeah. Co- consult your PCP. Because I'm pretty sure some people are probably reaching out with some real looking real for a issues. diagnosis. Real issues. Yes, <laughs> yeah. literally. And so, literally. and so you curving them, or how, how does work? I have to. Yeah, you I have, have to. I have to curve them in a professional way. Gotcha. You know, and the the information that I do provide. I try not to get too deep. I try, I try to make it more generic and not too specific gotcha. because I don't want people to follow it to the T if it's that specific and then something happens. Yeah. You know, so I just try to keep it very generalized for most people. So how are you mapping that piece out? Like the whole generalized. How are you doing that? Are you yeah. just so I just look at I try to look at things like pain points for most people. Gotcha. So I try to hit the most the most pain points for the largest demographic of people. So, mm. for example, I talk about drinking water. We all need to drink water, right? Absolutely. Tips to drink water. I talk about um, frequently food. Mm. You know, that's the common thread, you know, that is the foundation of our health. We all eat. So Absolutely. those tips can be ap- um, applicable to, to a lot of people. Yeah. But not too specific to where, you know. It get too deep. You get what I'm trying to say? Absolutely. So this it's, a, it's a fine line, honestly. It, yeah. <laughs> so are you mapping this out? So you got a spreadsheet? You got a journal? Like what? I do. Yeah, oh, wow. so I have a notes. Like, anytime I think of a content idea, I put it in my notes on my phone. Cause I, wow. I think I'm going to remember, but I typically don't. Yeah, so yeah, I always yeah, write it down, and then I go back to that notes, and then I kind of, like, map it out in more detail. Like, could this be a video? What type so of video could this So this is, like, this really be? like a job. It is. Content creation takes time, and a lot of people don't realize that. Because most people want to wing it. I know I'm, yeah. like, a winger. Like, I, I'm, mm-hmm. I, I haven't gotten to the point to where I feel like I'm – all the way professional when it comes to social media, but I want to, I want to get more professional with it. You know what I mean? Right. So speaking to somebody who is in a situation like me, right? What would you say to a person who they have the, I guess the ingredients, but they don't have the consistency. They don't, they haven't chosen a lane and they don't treat it like a job. So to speak. I think you really need to, like, if you really want to take it seriously, you have to shift your mind. And it's okay with winging it here and there. Gotcha. And I think that's actually So you're doing good. no winging? I wing it sometimes. And I'm starting to do that a little bit more because okay. I think people, they follow you for value. But okay. they also want to follow you for because you're a person. And, gotcha. and they want to see that personality. Gotcha. So winging it is cool. But I would say if you really want to take content creation seriously, you really have to switch your brain. Like, this is more of a business versus like recreational gotcha um and i think when you shift your brain to to thinking of it like that you'll start to you know hopefully cultivate those qualities like consistency discipline Mm. um things like that to where it can work so tell me this would you say right now as a nurse practitioner right are you making more from content or from your nurse practitioner (laughs) (laughs) i knew this question was coming coming. (laughs) So last year I had my best year on social media and I actually made more on social media than I did as a full-time nurse practitioner. Wow. So where does nurse practitioner lie in the cars (laughs) moving forward? If you have another year, like last year, right? Yeah. You know, I always, I always have this battle with myself. Like at what point will I take a step back and and do it full time? (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So I think for me, for me, I just really need to find some a situation where I can do both and not be stressed out. Mm. 
So do you have do you get stressed? Absolutely. Yeah. Do, on on a rough week, a rough week at work and then I have to like do content creation on the weekend as well mm, as everything else that life yeah, requires yeah. requires of you. Um so I think right now I'm actually switching lanes a little bit in my career to a job that has more flexible um scheduling mm. um that has remote and hybrid options i'm I'm switching to that actually right now currently. yeah yeah so i think it'll be a lot easier to do social media and not have to always be on a time crunch and hustle and bustle so as a nurse practitioner what does your day-to-day typically look like you know yeah so right now currently it's monday through friday okay. so i i'm at work at 7 a.m monday through friday Ooh. Exactly. <laughs> and then I leave about four-ish, but Ooh. my commute is far right now. So I'm in Man- Manville. So mm. my clinic is in Fifth Ward. So that's about a 40 to 50 minute commute. Wow. Um, I could take tolls. That, those tolls are crazy expensive. Yeah. Um, so I would say I'm roughly looking at about 40 minute commute both ways. Mm. Plus content creation. So, like I said, I'm actually kind of switching that situation yeah. right now because that's not sustainable <laughs> for me. And I do take content creation seriously as a business. So, I need to, you know, rearrange some things in my schedule to where I can dedicate that time More to time. it. You know, it's funny because uh, it's funny you mentioned that because, you know, my wife, she does Monday through Friday now, too. Mm-hmm. And because uh, she's in management in the VA. Mm-hmm. And she, you know, oh my bad. I'm not gonna put her business on. No, you good. <laughs> but yeah. she, she don't like that schedule at all. Yeah, you know what I mean because it, it, it can be draining just showing up every day. You gotta look at these people. You and gotta it, tell me. <laughs> I already know. You gotta look at these people and these people. Like sometimes you like them, but a lot of times you don't like these people. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like every day. The good thing about when she was doing, you know, regular nursing. She was able to do three days, get in and get out. And even if you don't like them, you just you can you can suffer through three days. Right. You exactly. know what I mean? And then the good thing is every now and then to switch up the people. Mm-hmm. So with you having to be there every single day ooh, and then do your content creation, you mentioned stress. How are you maintaining all of these different things? Wife, work content creation professionally that's the key word because you you know you ain't doing like you're not winging it right you really working i mean in terms of productivity seven days a week absolutely absolutely and uh that's a good point that you made because my type of content creation it takes a lot more thought i think than a lot of different niches yeah like i have to be correct with the health information so i have to do my research yeah so I have to give credit to my husband. <laughs> Shout out to my husband. <laughs> he helps you with the He's research. very supportive of my business. Is he, he like helps filming? Me film. He helps me film. He's actually an employee. He's a part of my business because wow, that's how serious that we that we take it. Wow. Yeah. So without his support and help and encouragement, I don't know if I could do both at the level in which I'm doing them. That's a gym. Listen, this is no stingy energy. Listen, I hope y'all picking up the game that she put down. You know, it's funny that, you know, we talk a lot about it's a lot going on in the whole soft life, you know. Soft life movement. Yeah, the soft life movement. And, you know, the 50 50, 100 100. You know, I don't know. I get confused with the numbers. And you and your husband are working as a team, right? You have to. 
So where did that come from? Why didn't you adopt the soft life? Like what, like what is that about yeah. for you? I think soft life looks different for everybody. Okay. And everyone marriage, everyone's marriage is different and yeah. what works for that marriage. Okay. So I think that for us, I think we want to both maximize our opportunities for income because we're investors as yourself in Absolute, real estate. Absolutely. So we like stocks and we, we're trying to get into the real estate space as well. So we want to max out our income on both ends plus content creation. Plus he has other things going on. So we want to bring everything to the table that we can mm. while also supporting each other to where we don't feel that strain and that stress, mm. you know, to where it's just not working. So y'all are working as a team which I think is super dope. I think that's super dope. Thank but you. I feel like right now, what would you say honestly about how it seems like the new relationships that people are building today are centered around, it's real selfish. My opinion. Yeah, it's my opinion. Absolutely. It's not team. We ain't working together, yeah. right? What made you say, you know what? That ain't for me. I, I'd rather do the team thing or was it a combination of you and your husband? Maybe, you know, cause I know he's from, you know, from a culture of working together. Mm -hmm. Right. So, yeah. so how did that come about and what's your thoughts on this new thing that's going on right now? Yeah, I feel like you just really can't be selfish in a marriage. Like you really, two people have to put in 100%. Mm. It's not 50, 50. Y'all both got to put in 100% to make it work. Um, you know, and like I said, everyone marriage is so different. Yeah. Um, I consider myself to live a softer life. I don't think I struggle. Um, I don't think that, you know, I live in hardness every day. I have a lot. I'm very blessed. Mm -hmm. So for me, although I still work, um, I don't, I, I do feel like I have some level of softness in my life. Got you. Yeah. And what? Is do you would you contribute that softness to the fact that you do have support because you working every day yeah and you do say that you have some stress I do I do it's not every day but have periods of stress absolutely yeah. and so and you also mentioned that you wouldn't be able to do it by yourself mm -hmm. so would you contribute the softness to the fact that you had that support absolutely one hundred percent. And also, I do things to help with the stress. Like, gotcha. I, you know, I exercise, I take care of myself, I try to get massages and mm. do those things to help minimize my stress. Gotcha. Um, so I think that in combination with a supportive husband mm -hmm. helps me to be able to be, you know, sustainable with what I do. So quick rundown. Real quick. Mm -hmm. I, I need a quick answer. I'm going to quick question. <laughs> What's that? Top three complaints that you have about content creation. Mm -hmm. What's the top three? What's the, what's the number one? Personally, for me? For you. The algorithm. The algorithm. The algorithm. Mm -hmm. Why? Because sometimes you can have great fire content and it's just, they don't show it to nobody. Like, dang. and it is what it is. It's very is it frustrating. Hurtful? It is hurtful. Cause it's like, dang, like I put all this time, <laughs> yeah. I put my time like, and energy. Put some respect on it. Exactly. You, you know don't show it to like 1% of my following. Like, wow. so that can be frustrating, but yeah. you just have to know, like you can't let that get to your head. Mm. You have to just be confident in the fact that you put out good content from your mind, from your creativity. And mm -hmm. if you're happy with it, then that really should be all that matters. Yeah. 
the Absolutely. followers and the likes, that should be kind of a cherry on top. You know, obviously that's what that's what most people are chasing. But yeah. if you're happy the ego with, though. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't the the ego. Exactly. Bam. Exactly. Number two. I would say keeping up with new features mm. and integrating that into your content strategy. And when you say features, what do you mean? Like, I know, speaking on Instagram, mm-hmm. the, the algorithm likes when you do lives, stories, mm. um, posts, carousels. So mm-hmm. having to do these different styles of content. So, okay, so when you're mm-hmm. fig- so, so basically when new features come out, you're listening to what Instagram is saying and you're adapting to it. Exactly. And you're like, dang, Instagram, y'all just came out with it. So where are you finding this information? I just find it whenever it comes out. Um, I hear about it. Mm-hmm. I follow people that kind of share those tips gotcha. and those news, that, those like new news um, when it comes to Instagram. So. Yeah, yeah, I'm jumping on that. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> you're jumping on that. Yeah, and I, I try to be on top of the ball, so that can be kind of like exhausting trying to keep up yeah. in a way with that. And so when you, what's the benefit of jumping on those new features? I think when you're one of the first, you know, it's something new and I think it gets people's attention. Got you. Yeah. And Instagram probably promotes it too. Exactly. That's dope. Mm-hmm. All right. So what's the third top complaint that you like, yo, you probably just on the phone with your bestie. Like, yo, this is some BS. <laughs> like, yo, like what's going on? Like, what's that? I would say the glitches. The glitches? Yes. Instagram be glitching. What they be doing? So... It'll take like maybe an hour to upload a reel, or oh, or the yeah. reel won't even upload right. Like my text will be gone, or Dang. something like that. Like those glitches. Like actually, perfect example. This week I had a sponsored Instagram live, and a part of the contract I had to post a live to my feed. Uh-huh. We were talking about health and wellness, and talking about some medical topics. Yeah. And Instagram said it couldn't post it on my feed because it wants to protect the community. But it was nothing wrong at yeah, all. Yeah, nothing, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, like controversial yeah. in that conversation. So things like that can be very annoying. That's funny. It's like these are the things you got to worry about when you post every day. You know, <laughs> <laughs> yo, like regular people ain't even they don't even know the glitches be going on. They just update their phones right. when they update them. Yep. Wow. So let's talk cons of nurse nursing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, healthcare in America. Yeah. Point blank. It's Point just blank. not a great system. And having to help people in a not-so-good system can mm, be challenging. Can be challenging. So what are the number, let's say if you used to pick the top three cons to being a nurse practitioner now, mm-hmm. you know, that you going home to the hubby like, yo, like, this is some BS. <laughs> what are those, what's what's one of those things that you really think about it? I say working with insurance is difficult mm. because I could have a great treatment plan for a patient. Mm. I can want them on a certain medication that's the best for them, but if their insurance doesn't cover it, then you can't get then it. I can't I can't do it. They can't afford it. So That sucks. It really does. That sucks. Mm-hmm. And so how are you navigating that? I just try to find the, the best alternative. So that's really all generic... I can do whether it's a generic medication or Dang. And so leaving that situation like, yo, I can't even help this person, like how they really need to be helped. Mm-hmm. Wow. Because insurance denies, you have to do prior authorizations. Like basically a prior authorization is when the insurance company wants you to prove to them why this patient needs this medication. So it's additional paperwork on my end 
to prove to a person that isn't even trained in healthcare. Yeah, it's like a yeah, regular yeah. lay person. Like a bureaucrat. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you trying to break yeah. this down in there in the way that they can understand it. Exactly. For them to get it. That sucks. So that, I would say, like speaking, I can speak for a lot of healthcare professionals. That is a pain point. Wow. Mm-hmm. What else? Mm-hmm. Number two. Number two. I think being a nurse practitioner, we we do get taken advantage of in mm-hmm. a lot of situations. By doctors. By doctors, by healthcare organizations, mm-hmm. because we could do a lot. Yeah. I could do a lot with my license. Yeah. And a lot of the times we're not compensated like we should be mm. um, for the amount of work and income that we generate Absolutely. with our license. Absolutely. So I would say that that has been a pain point for me in the past. Absolutely. I could definitely see that. All mm-hmm. right, so number three. Ooh, coming with it today. <laughs> yeah, yes, indeed. <laughs> number three with being a nurse practitioner. I would say also a lot of people don't respect, they, they don't have respect on our names of mm. nurse practitioners. You know, they... Uh, some people they just see us as baby doctors mm. or you know mid level yeah, mid level yeah, providers. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah, certain yeah, things. Yeah. I'm like, come on, y'all. It's like I can really get you this narco right now. What are right. you talking about? Exactly. <laughs> and studies have actually shown that patients are just as satisfied with nurse practitioners That's as facts. they are with physicians. That's we facts. still provide the same high level care. Absolutely. Um. So and and usually as people in the healthcare space, like other physicians, mm. you know the. You know, looking down upon and yeah. the, the disrespect to our names, that can be kind of annoying sometimes. That's a fact. That's a fact. Yeah. So, real quick. So, now that we got the cons out the way, I got another quick fire round. Mm-hmm. What are the most fulfilling, most exciting things that get you up excited about being a nurse practitioner every single day? Or really that keeps you in the profession? Yeah. Outside of, I love helping people. You know what? <laughs> I gotta take that off the table because I already knew that one was gonna come. I know. I was gonna say as cliche as it sounds. <laughs> Helping people, <laughs> seeing a smile, like yo, right. Like. I know. I know. So that is that is one of the reasons. Um, mm-hmm. Another reason is just like I said, impact. Mm. Knowing that you are making an impact, especially in the community that I serve currently, it's an it's an underserved community, yeah. so they don't have yeah. a lot of resources. So. Yeah. Knowing that specifically in that community, I'm making an even greater impact because they don't have those resources. That keeps me up, or mm. it keeps me going to work every day. Gotcha. Um, so yeah. do they appreciate it? Most of them do. Most of them, but every now and then. But every now and then they don't. <laughs> <laughs> when you don't get what they want. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or I'm talking to them too much about their their food and yeah, their diet. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, I don't yeah, want to yeah, hear they that. All that. What a narco and exactly, what a delighted. Exactly. <laughs> What that fit now? You already know. <laughs> Hilarious. So tell me this. All right, so what's the number one thing that gets you passionate about content creation? Matter of fact, what started you saying like, yo, I really vibe with this? I think, not to sound arrogant, yeah, but yeah, yeah. I think I'm good at it. Yeah. Nah, straight up. I've always just excelled and my content has always done well on YouTube, mm. Um, on different platforms that I've been on. I just think I have the ability to connect with people through the internet. Yeah. Um, so I feel like that keeps me going, knowing that I do have that impact and people are here for me and I have that community. So you just feel like that was just a natural talent and a gift? It's a natural gift for me. 
I would say at this point. <laughs> what do you think is the reason you have that gift and other people may struggle in that space? You're going to have to ask God that. I don't know. <laughs> well, it got to be deeper because you, yeah. you, you know what works. Because I'm sure you've put out enough content to know what works. Mm -hmm. You've put out enough content to be like, I ain't going to try that no more. What 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 are those key things that you've noticed that has always worked for you? And yeah, let's yeah. What was that? Yeah, I think just taking people on your journey. Mm. People want to feel like they're a part of your journey. Mm. So I would say that that has always worked for me and and being relatable is always going to work no matter what you're doing, no matter what you're talking about. So I would say Continuing to do that keeps me going. So journey. So it's journey, telling the story, being relatable, mm -hmm. being consistent. Absolutely. Picking the lane. Absolutely. And so, real quick, I got to understand this lane piece. How do you stay consistent in a lane and not deviate? Like, you know, because you went from natural hair, mm -hmm. right, to wellness, and you haven't deviated at all, really. How do you do that every single day and not yeah. just like, I hate wellness, I right. hate natural hair? That's valid. That's a valid How? question. So I would say my content has a wellness thread okay. in it. I don't think that it's, I don't think it's a good technique personally to over niche yourself okay. and talk about the same thing um too too long okay and like i said people want to people want to feel like they're seeing a person yeah so it's it's okay to post about something that's outside of your niche because yeah. that makes you who you are Absolutely. we're multifaceted people and i think that connects with the audience okay so um and wellness is a kind of a broad niche as it well is. it is so i could talk about a lot of different things within within wellness Yes. So, but you still stay in. Wellness. I still stay in the wellness lane. So, how yes. do you do that? How do you do that and not just be like, yo, like, you know, I just, you know, maybe I just want to yeah. twerk one day. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, or and do know, something crazy, listen. or like curse somebody out. You know what I mean? Like, right. on accident. Oops, I'm a bad. You know, <laughs> I don't know. I'm just playing. But for real yeah. though, like, how do you? Because a lot of people struggle with that. Like, some they gonna be this person one day. They're mm -hmm. you know a bus driver, and then they uh. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I think it helps that I'm passionate about it and I do it every day. Gotcha. So I, I really draw inspiration of the content that I'm creating from what I do, from the pain points of my patients and what I talk about in the exam room. I kind of bring it to the to social media. So just, that helps sustain the content. Amazing. That is amazing. Thank I, you. I listen. I just want to say thank you. Thank you, Byron. You know what I mean? <laughs> For pulling up. I thought this was a lot of no stingy energy. I hope y'all was paying attention. I don't get keep. I don't get keep around here. <laughs> listen, make sure you like, subscribe, and listen, share the content. This was some amazing information from somebody who's extremely successful in the space. And I just want to say thank you. But tell me this, where would somebody find you um, if they're looking for more of Amber. Yeah. Follow me on all content platforms at okay. Unearthed Amber. Okay. So Instagram, YouTube, TikTok. So you're on YouTube as well? I am. Oh, I'm not okay. as consistent on YouTube. I'm trying to get more consistent. Hopefully when, when I change schedules, I will be. But my primary platform right now is Instagram and TikTok. Gotcha. At gotcha. Unearthed Amber. 
And what is next for Amber? What's, what's, what are you looking for? Two years, five years, what that look like? Great question. So I'm really looking to diversify myself and make my brand more well-rounded. Mm. Um, so very soon, definitely follow me. Be on the lookout for this. I will be having a, um, a product soon oh. that I'm working on. I've been working on it for almost a year. It's a physical product. Okay. So you just have to, you know, you have to stay tuned. You have yeah, to follow me. Yeah, we got some physical products coming up. Yeah, I can I'm dig excited. It. Yeah. <laughs> cool deal. Well, listen, I just want to say thank you. Make sure y'all stay on the lookout for that product that's going to be coming out. We're going to probably, when it come out, we're going to probably link it under the under the video. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. Listen, thank you. Appreciate you. And uh, listen, I see y'all. When I see y'all, peace. That was good, man.